Yes, people, Carrie Tree on the podcast today. Have you heard of this artist, this amazing musician? She is really deepening our connection to the earth. And that is definitely true for me. Feels like it brings me back into a state of balance, into a state of connection with the environment in which I'm in. When I listen to her music and the way she conveys and the language she uses, it really does something to me. It allows me to sense into some things that I cannot see but are going on within me and also without. It's beautiful. Uh, I had a lot of fun on this podcast recording it. We had a really, really lovely time. It's a beautiful look into Carrie's internal process, her creative vision and process and how she sees the world and herself within it. Alongside her music, Carrie has studied in Family Constellations holistic voice therapy, Zen coaching, nonviolent communication, nature connection, and supports group in shamanic ceremony and ritual. In the latter parts of the podcast, we talk about sound and how our voices can really awaken something within us that has been forgotten. Appreciate you listening. And you can find all the links to Carrie's music in the description So in a little over a month's time when this podcast launches, I am going to be in Sussex. I'm bringing 10 people together to host the second of the year Men of Earth gathering. And this is for men who want to take a step in a different direction. You know some things aren't quite going as you'd liked. There's some things that you are aware of. You want to be surrounded by other people who are going to keep you accountable to that. Call you in hold space for you, support you, and also nourish a relationship with six other men. The experience that we have on these weekends is very deep and it's very connecting. The men on these weekends are are still talking, they're still communicating, and they're still meeting up. We're not meant to do this alone, people. And this is what this event has been created for. It's about moving through the blocks, the shadow sides of yourself, the things that are not accepted by you, the things that you really find it hard to work through. Maybe it's conflict in your relationship. Maybe it's being present at work. Maybe it's moving through grief. There are many situations in life that we need to call in support. And this is what this weekend has been designed to do. It's meant to shake up the snow globe of this human psyche and lay it all out so we can learn to look at it and reapproach it in a different way. If you feel called to this, fill out the application and we'll get a call going. Over to the sponsors. XL Coffee, use code CGP or click the link to receive 10% of your first purchase on a fully flexible plan. As you know, I'm a big fan. They are known as the Healthy Coffee brand and they are making moves in the coffee world. They are doing three roasts extremely well. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you just see a few things on the menu. You know they're going to be doing them to the best of their ability if there are only a select few. And I think that has always been a good recipe for me. Do few things really well. It's organic. It's lab tested nine times. It's an extremely good coffee. If you do purchase your coffee and you do not like it, I'm going to put myself on the line here and say, message me and I will give you the money back because that is how much I believe in this coffee. I'm not going to do that for all sponsors, you know, just for just for Exhale. Over to Wild Souls now. I love that these two brands are together and they're sponsoring the podcast because I embody them wholeheartedly. 
Walled Soul Sandals. Again, use code CGP10 at checkout for 10% off. Message me. I will fill you in with details about what these sandals have done for me. But in short, two things that I will touch upon, foot strength and hygiene. Now, any foot specialist will tell you that it is very important for foot hygiene to let your feet breathe. We are not meant to keep our feet in socks and shoes all day long. And this is a big reason why you should get wild soul sandals because they let your feet be out in the open all day. You don't need to be putting, well, you do in certain situations, gyms, bloody gyms, supposed to be promoting health, but you know, don't let you wear sandals. If I drop that kettlebell on my foot, it's going to hurt no matter what. Anyway, I'm going to do a blog on this so I can direct gym owners to uh, why sandals should be allowed in gyms. Anyway, foot hygiene. So do you know what's the worst environment for fungus or for any ailment to well suffer, but also worsen? It's moist, it's dark, and it's next to some inorganic cotton get your feet out it's very important to get your feet out just anyway barefoot is the way to go but wherever you can't be barefoot put the sandals on that next to foot strength these allow your foot to move appropriately as they have done for millions and millions of years your feet are literally a masterpiece of human evolution They are the reason we are walking, jogging, running, sprinting everywhere we go. They are better than every animal on the earth with two feet. So Wild Soul Sandals, head over to the website wildsoulsandals.com or reach out to me and I'll happily point you in the right direction and send you an audio on my two cents. Enjoy the music, enjoy the conversation with Carrie Tree. I'm an old woman today, painted red, red as the clay on the ground. She said, do you see me standing here? I don't know. I just don't know if I'm seen. I say, yes, I see you so clearly. Each of my bones. But I hold your gaze. Red as the clay in my dreams 
She say you do not know who sees you, but we see you. She said this is my people's spirit land. Our people's spirit land. Our people's spirit land. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Fools to think we're trying to communicate. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Those last lines. Mm. Wow. Mm. Oh, it's nice to sing that song. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Mm. What does the clay, what's the clay represent to you? Um, well, um, I mean, I've always, I've always been really drawn to red clay. Mm. There's so much to that <laughs> question, I don't know how, where to even go with it, but, um, with that specific song, it was, it was in the, like, deserty Arizona land, you know, these red, the, the all the rocks are that red clay colour, so it's like, when I've been in lands like that, first time I was in a land like that was in Australia in the desert, mm. and it just did something to me. Like I just turned into this sort of like, like I go into a trance and get very specific guidance. I don't know. And then like you know, when you paint yourself in red clay, I suppose it's just yeah, it's just so primal and home. You know, it feels like home. It feels like this sort of remembering and of yeah, something like really ancient and. Mm. In South Africa, I was there for a while, and the red clay they use with the sangoma, um, the sort of medicine people there, and and then in, um, I was with the Himba in Namibia, right up in the top where they um, and all, wi- all the women paint themselves in red clay, like and then they there's hardly any water there, so they they um, mix all these herbs and people smelling things in, and and that's like they cover themselves completely in mm. red clay, so seeing all these different um cultures and lands where this red clay is um, you know and and actually here I saw this guy um oh gosh what's his name Will Parsons within um he does all the he's he's helped open all the um he does, he's at Pilgrim's Way and he was going around doing celeb well honouring the hundred year hundred year of World War One taking the red clay to all the places where the men hadn't come back from um, from war and taking the red clay and putting it on the burial sites because apparently they used to do that. They used to cover people in red clay wow. as a sort of way of honouring the body. So it's like, it's just, I've seen it in so many places. Sure, it's very symbolic. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. He, when you said it makes you feel like home, mm. that's it's, it's poignant. Like, like, what's your journey been with the, with feeling home? And does it, how's that been over the years? Have you always felt like you've had a home? Like, I feel like that's a theme throughout your songs as well. Mm. You talk about this, this feeling of home. Do I? Yeah. What's your, what was your, grow, what was, what was growing up like? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Surrey. Um, yeah, so I had a, I had a home, you know, I had a, like, I had the same home till I was 15 and then 
my parents went to different homes and then you know and then it wasn't until I as soon as I was 18 I left and then I traveled for years and years just playing music and I guess I'm really cancerian so I suppose this like what that means but everyone tells you it's so much about home and nurture and didn't I had didn't have a home out of choice for so long and I, mm. I think music so like teenagers years when you were traveling music yeah so you've been playing for a long time yeah wow I have yeah yeah I mean, yeah I started busking when I was 18 really in Australia I made my first CD yeah my parents didn't want me to go because they thought it wouldn't come back and go to uni and I was like I will and they were right I was just like after being barefoot for a year and living outside in those lands and just living from music I was just like I couldn't ever turn back mm. you know yeah so I suppose music has really been my home you know emotional yeah. home I suppose it's probably what I sing about you know that so often you know yeah I suppose so often you're a deep feeling being I guess I didn't feel so easily met in those realms growing up so then music was such a such a good way of finding that you know mm. so I suppose and then and then also through those years with all the longing like I don't have so much longing anymore but before you know like especially teenage years and stuff you know the, the sort of the romantic sort of longing of life and not really knowing what it is and like Mm. So I put, put, poured a lot of that. That yeah. seeker, seeking. Yeah, something. and then, and I guess a lot of, a lot of sadness also. You know, of just misplacement or it was strange situation on these lands where we have, you know, I had everything I needed. Like many of us do, so blessed in so many ways. But like, there's been such a disconnected severing that happened also. So I think a lot of people I meet, or just talk about, definitely just talk about myself, like. Yeah, it's complicated. You know, I suppose if you're in a place where you know where you grow up and you know the village, you know your grandparents and they're going, you know, then you have different longings, but your sense of home is so embedded in that place, whereas it's different here. For me, it's been really different, and I definitely notice that in other people. It's sort of wandering around looking for what home even is, and of course it's like it's inside us, but that's that's quite a journey to find that. Mm-hmm. to feel really at home like not just home in the place but home on the earth you know like I love this idea of just being an indigenous soul you know like everybody is an indigenous soul of this earth like we're mm-hmm. not just sort of tourists or not just those like consuming blobs wandering around we like deeply belong I suppose home and belonging are the, sort of the same word to me almost for sure yeah yeah someone once said to me home is where the heart is whole yeah which I've always resonated with like where do you feel most yeah whole mm. and yeah for for me similar similar journey of like going off for me it was seeking it was mm. seeking things just didn't make sense to me mm. from quite an early age I think yeah I noticed that I didn't really mm. I was asking a lot of questions and I was I think I was getting um not great feedback for that mm. <laughs> yeah. pushing some boundaries and, and like it was just just is you know for some people it just is mm. that's okay mm. but for me it was like no it's mm-hmm. a no it's not right and just traveling how how yeah. much that does for you so what would you say was the the precursor to traveling the impetus to get up and go well 
Oh, as soon as I could, I was out. Really? Yeah. I was so hungry to just just be free. I think freedom is just so such a huge thing for me <laughs> for some reason, you know. And then after the whole school system and everything's just like, I was just like, you know, it's just... Yeah, as soon as those gates open. Yeah, and nature and just wildness, you know, just wanting. And, and music was just always with me, like my best friend you know like so I suppose I felt like felt really safe with my guitar and safe with my musical home actually when I think about it then mm. yeah I just I just ke- I just took me so many years to feed that to keep feeding that need to keep traveling and I don't know why really mm. did no. that change your relationship to the songs you were singing was it you you have covers originally and that was like then you started when did that journey begin of like writing your own music oh uh, I wrote my first song when I was 11 I there you go. yeah I could really yeah a really like emotional dramatic love song <laughs> yeah that's often <laughs> yeah the case I sang it in my school assembly and and then um, I played piano first you know and then <coughs> slowly um I was really supported, actually. My my dad's a musician and plays in covers bands all his life, plays bass and sings harmonies, and my auntie and my grandfather and my mum was really supportive. So my brother and sister, we'd always sing together, so it was like, yeah, I'm really blessed value. to have had that in in the family, you know. It's just, I was so grateful, yeah. Mm. And then just started picking up the guitars, so I just couldn't carry my piano around and... Mm-hmm. My dad always says when I, I learned to play when I came back from Australia I'd learned to play guitar so I used to just play really lazily and avoid chords and then busking basically. Busking's amazing at, at you know Avoiding chords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean busking's just amazing. Yeah. It's such a it's cu- it's real like beautiful culture. It's like yeah. it, it adds so much to culture. Yeah. Like the, because people are out, they commute, they do this, they do that, mm. but like out on the streets is where so much goes on. Yeah. But, but one thing that could bring people together yeah. is music. Yeah. And it's free, generally. Yeah. It's a lot of, that's a different relationship we have to the center of the city. Totally. Which, if you go to the center of the city without money, you're not really welcome. So it's a nice mm. thing to, I think that's largely what I see mm. with people that passionate and they want to connect mm. and they want to give away something mm. oh, they want they want to they want to give mm. without yeah it, it, there's, there's an energy to that isn't there yeah and it's one of the last things that's free like it's this old it's these old mm. like we all know what it is you see a busker and we know we know that structure yeah you know no one has to say in it and it's it's so uh, it's so good for just developing so many things. Actually, I was talking to someone the other day about it. I got so excited. He was scared and wanted to go, and I just basically told him I was so passionate. And I was like, "God, I should go busking," <laughs> because it's you know I I want to actually because there's something about it teaches you so much, you know, and the fact that you can just be mm. you're just a soundtrack for people, you know, and you you can watch so much, you know, you see see the people coming and there's a point where the music touches them and then whatever happens in that period before it stops touching them again there's this platform you know and the amount of magic that happens in that space is so interesting you know Mm -hmm. and things you wouldn't expect and 
songs that touch people that you wouldn't think of or th- little, silly little things you do suddenly, you know, people that stand far away or kids that just come and, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's it's such a playground for mystic, mystical mm. element, elemental space to, you know. Yeah, to play. Yeah, to be reminded that it's, there's magic. Yeah. Yeah, I think travelling... I was always on the hunt for live music. It was something I reconnected with when I travelled. Mm. It was always like, where's the where's the music? Mm. It's always because it's just it is around when you go on the travelling mm. circuits, I guess, of like backpackers, hostels, and mm. it's just always there. Mm. Yeah, fascinating, <laughs> beautiful. And your the process of songwriting has that deepened over time. Do you what do you wh- when do you notice it flourishing in your in your life? when you are in certain environments or with certain people or, or you follow certain threads, like where does where does it come out more? Stronger. Um, yeah. I don't I don't even know. You just so don't overthink it. No, it's like it's <laughs> such a it's such a relationship. It's like I was thinking about it today, I was thinking like um songwriting and music just actually living as a music you know as a musician whatever that means but as in my living and one of the main things in my life i was thinking oh yeah it's like a it's like being in a 20-year relationship you know i imagine i've never been in a 20-year relationship like beloved relationship but you know when i see what it takes to be in a relationship and i see the journey that i've had with music it's like you know the honeymoon period is far away you know and it's like as the years go by and 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 all the like the the importance for me to keep checking in like is this actually something that I still want to do and is it still feeding me and how to feed it and how to nurture it and when I get lazy with it and it's like this living thing and so with songwriting it I mean there's no real structure to it I suppose I've definitely noticed that um, having a phone really doesn't help it you know all the social media and all the like endless emails and all the messages and the instagrams and all the stuff we're supposed to do like just keeping up with all that doesn't really feed the songwriting you know so mm-hmm. it'd be great for me if i didn't have a phone <laughs> for a while that would be the best thing for me to do take myself off in nature and you know and actually just yeah all that space that gets taken up often with the phone I've really noticed that has been quite detrimental to it you know mm-hmm. but yeah there, there, for, for years I would go through this period of being like oh that's it I'm never going to be able to write a song again like whenever there was a dip you know and like the fear and the terror mm-hmm. of that and then it would come back and I'd be like and then that's happened so often that I, I'm not scared anymore I just I yeah. know that it's it's not like it ever goes away you know and you can take 20 years to write a song or or 10 minutes actually you can like they're so it's it's just so wild and yeah so it's really hard to <laughs> really answer specifically because it's well I, I, I think that may be a superpower that it's sometimes hard to put your finger on it yeah because if you overthink and know your specific way of working then you'll be like well that's how I work and then yeah it might but you, it's more. It's changed so much. It's intuitive and yeah, it, it changes, and you're not attached to any certain one way of. Yeah. Well, I know I need to do this in the morning and then this. 
to be able to be in the position of like, right, now I can write. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I wish I had a little bit more of that structure <laughs> to be honest. I haven't got any of that, so it'd be nice to have a couple of percent of it, but whatever, we can't change ourselves. Yeah, it's more just, it's more just, um, I've really noticed, yeah, for me, it's just about honesty, actually. Just like, how honest am I being with myself? And, and just, it's just so funny and, you know, without the judgment of it, just watching all the little ways that how hard it is to actually be really honest. And if I, you know, if someone didn't have anything to say and they felt, because often I feel really shut down and blocked and can't think of, I even don't even know I play music. Sometimes it's just like such a door and it comes and goes and comes and goes. But, you know, I, if I, and then I've started holding workshops and stuff in this subject because I, I've explored it for so long, you know, the, the spirit of creativity and so many people feel so so much pain around that and I had so much pain around it the, the expressing the joy of expressing and also the like ugh, awkwardness and pain of it and there's so much there in that in those fields so mm. I suppose you know it's just if I sat and was really honest deeply to myself about the pain of feeling so shut down there's a really good song you know there's always and it's not that you need to get a song but there's the there's the expression isn't it it's just going in and in and in and, and and the commitment to doing that is is what is is actually really like, yeah, the commitment I need to have to myself, and I think that's it really. Actually, it's just honesty, and yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, we've been <laughs> so trained to not really yeah do that. The creative process. Yeah. It's like there's it's not linear, and there's no straight lines with the knitting. It's something that, yeah, it's a, it's not reward. It's not, I guess, rewarded. But because you can't measure it. Mm. Someone said to me once, I was like, why, why? Come on, let's understand why there's no creativity in schools. Mm. And he was like, well, it's quite simple. It's because you can't measure mm. that process. And I was like, well, there you go. Mm. It's quite simple. Mm. How can you? It's different for everyone and different times. I, I have this with creating a, a DJ set mm. of like where's this going to go where's this going to fit in and I've got complete control mm. and that is so overwhelming at times because I could just do this is really all on me but okay it's really all on me what a blessing how mm. amazing that is to come back to gratitude and, and just yeah knowing when to quit knowing when to start when to start and just it, all those grey areas which is essentially how we move through life mm. easier mm. anyway yeah but I, I guess a lot, of, with a lot of artists and you go through like deep experiences often there's a lot of <laughs> yeah resolve resilience that comes through that yeah and then it can come through in in your creative process as well yeah yeah the depths yeah. we feel yeah you've got a line in um is it one love or some, something love in the canoe uh, on only, the canoe love. Album? only love mm. and there's a line that's it's like the emptiness and the fullness mm love only love can hold the yeah and the what does that mean to you just that um because the emptiness i think we get because love can yeah, okay love can bring you out to those empty moments love from others from ourselves but the fullness i was like hmm, that's interesting i just mean it's like it it, it encompasses everything mm-hmm. and Sure. Know, that's that song's really just that 
that realization that like that thread of what I call love because I don't know what else to call it that holding space is 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 the thing the only thing that can it can hold us to our fullest and our emptiest moment so times when that and from that song it's like that feeling like I have to hold myself together and then like and when I was writing that just finally letting go and realizing that oh I'm being held all the time by this whatever that is you know if I really tune into it and and that yeah like it can like it so the only love can I can't remember the lyrics of my own song um anyway yeah that was yeah just yeah it's uh it's it's trying to describe this is why people love music because you're they're putting words to feelings that we've got or we've mm. know or they're put like artists put like Nick Mulvey like some of his words like it's so healing for people mm. and they take that song or songs and go on an absolute journey with mm. like it really helps that process of people un unraveling themselves mm. deepening themselves and it's just a, a soundtrack to moments in life that and it all mean different things for different people yeah but that's the beauty of yeah, it yeah and yeah. they mean they mean different things to the writer as well you know and sure. often we don't <laughs> and often don't they, they, because it's not it's not from yeah. the mind is it that's what's so beautiful about it mm. they're, they're coming through they're like they're like these little spirits that's what it feels like to me you know they're like they have like a, a consciousness or a like they want to come into the world so there's a there's a theme and then it's just like letting them come through and then they're there and like you have that deep experience with it and then you share that and then other people can have it mm -hmm. they feel the resonance of that the spirit of the song it's like it's, it's just this being it's amazing and like yeah. some of my songs that are really old for me you know like they they come back around and then I'm like oh wow I see a whole new meaning in it or it teaches me again like a really old friend you know a really old lesson you had and then you get to see it from a completely different place it's just so healing mm -hmm. yeah yeah to get out of the mind actually so it's quite funny trying to think what did i mean by that like <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's also fun to wonder what will come out maybe i'd say something different each time even you know yeah interesting do you listen to your old music my old music yeah not really <laughs> i mean I don't know what old is but i don't really listen to music much no but um yeah i mean i did listen to my first album which is my 10th album it's the first one i put out that's still around a while, little while ago it's nice it's really nice it's so touching to hear it like so much younger me and like i mean i can't help it when i'm hearing it i'm seeing all the musicians and all the connections we had and the place we did it and it's like a photo album you know yeah yeah, but I did make, I mean, my first CV I made was called Many <coughs> Many Angels, was the band I did with this guy when I was 18, and I was thinking about it yesterday, like, wouldn't that be funny to just put that out, my 18-year-old? Put it <laughs> so. out there. We're going to end on it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I sound like a little chipmunk to me, because I'm like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your Buskin days were sounded like they were pretty successful. Oh, it was so fun, yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things you've battled with over the years in terms of your, your journey? 
God, what a question. What have I battled with? Yeah. Um, well, um, yeah, well, in the, in the, I suppose this weird, I've been saying to people recently that feels like the best thing for me is that I feel like I have a deer living inside me. <laughs> and like I have a wolf and a tiger and all these other animals that's like rah, out there but there's this like really shy timid deer you know that I have had to meet all through my life doing music so it's not like I'm naturally like um, extrovert so I suppose that's been pretty confusing you know being like super quite sensitive creature or at least have a very sensitive creature inside me and then put myself on stage mm. and that's been really painful you know like really painful like through the years I've learned about trauma and I've learned about the roots of why it was so difficult but for years I didn't understand why like I used to feel like just so much like disgust and shame and ugh, horribleness once I'd expressed myself so I'd feel the total joy of express of, of having music pouring through me and singing from my heart and then yeah, the total opposite, just this, like, awfulness of being way too much. I guess that's the title, like, don't be too much, don't show up, who do you think you are, blah, 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 whatever. All the inner critic can have a field day in that place. But mm. really it was just, you know, feeling like, in a way, I'd be feeling like I was sort of begging for life <laughs> on stage, you know. Mm. And then, like, I'd come over and be like, no, that was great, and... I'd be like smiling all the time as well. Everyone says, oh, you smile all the time, you look so happy. And I would be happy, but I'd also be really like having loads of difficult times. So it was just super confusing for years. And I suppose that comes out, I see it clearly in music, but obviously that's in me. So I guess it's been like that in lots of places, just that confusion of this conflicting, you know, like the tending of all the parts. And yeah, that's been... It's been a journey. Mm. What was your why then? Why did you continue to show up? Yeah, I just... I guess I got um, really sort of kept getting... I mean, I guess I loved it as well. I absolutely loved it. You know, that's why it was so confusing. Like, um, And then when I, when I started to really just get to know the shadow parts of myself more and, and actually, like... I started doing inquiry stuff. Um, did this beautiful coaching, Zen coaching in Sweden that my friend runs, and it's just so beautiful. Lots of deep inquiry and pair work. And I started exploring it off stage, and then just starting to get to know, like, just more of the humanness of, you know, the and the conditioning and the root sort of, yeah challenges then mm -hmm. um, but the but the music it was like i did try a lot to stop i would be like that's it i can't do it anymore it's too painful and, oh. and then like some like dangling carrot would come along you know and just like phew. it was like i didn't have a choice basically that's just what it was like for years and years and years it was like first i was like right that's it i'm just gonna do music for a year and see what it's like to just do music you know <laughs> and then after a year it's like okay this is like a lifetime you can't it's just it unravels and unravels and unravels and yeah and it kept growing me and challenging me in the best ways, I guess. Like, growth is such a... It's always been such a huge um, value for me, you know. So it was growing me and shaping me and challenging me, but also feeding me so much, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't feel like I had a choice. <laughs> yeah. And were you seeing the impact it was having, obviously, on people? Yeah. And was that nourishing to, to see yeah. that? And did you feel like there was like a duty there or a service you were providing for people? And did that ever, did you ever, you know, compromise yourself because of that? Because that can sometimes happen when we're doing something that so much people are getting from. But then. Yeah. It, sometimes we. Or you sacrifice yourself in that process. Yeah. I remember people always say that to me. Oh, it's, a, it's your gift. It's a responsibility. And I never really understood that. Actually, <laughs> never like. I just felt like. Um, now I sort of understand what people were coming from. But mm. but <coughs> you'd been happy just. At the time, I didn't really it. get that. But no, I just it fed me deeply. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it and it it did, and it was amazing that it, it's amazing to now I understand it more that um you know like. It's I mean the music in <laughs> music industry is so, is such a funny it's such a funny game to try and fit into you know as like a troubadour or like so that's the thing I I mean that's the sort of lineage I feel closest to in some sense of just you know that you're like one foot in spirit one foot in the, your, the role is to go and tune into what wants to be said and and bring that in and share that you know like the people that would tell the story bring the stories and share it through the villages that's like the lineage in a way like Mm. but people just think you want to be famous and like and then it's like entertainment it's never really been about entertainment for me like it's it's like it's deeply connecting I suppose that was what I longed for was to deeply connect you know and so when I feel when I sing you know, and the more I the more I like let go of the responsibility of the fact that it was me doing it which is just exhausting <laughs> and that I'm responsible for how everyone feels and if that person obviously hates me then I'm blah 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 it's just a minefield you know <laughs> and the more I just like learn to trust that the music is the thing it's going to do its thing I can be suffering or enjoying it doesn't actually matter so much it does but you know it's got its job it wants to do and um and it does it and and sometimes it can take a whole gig to get people there and sometimes it you, you go straight in sometimes the songs come really strong in the room because people are just with you and sometimes people are like it touches edges on people so you know if i take all that personally you know you're wide open so you just i just feel everybody and then if i think that's all me it's just that's also why it was so difficult i think and more I'm like, oh, it's just a moment to feel deeply uncomfortable. Maybe other people in the room are deeply uncomfortable. It doesn't matter, you know, to just like, then, um, yeah, I can't remember the question. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I think it's, I think people will get a lot from that. And like, it's you speaking your song, but also other people's songs. Yeah. You, you know, it's like you're speaking about things that have been spoken before, yeah. let's say. And we all do that in a way. Mm-hmm. We can all kind of take that and that kind of analogy and we're speaking a truth. Yeah. But it's not necessarily our responsibility to hold all that that story holds or totally. that that opinion or that way of thinking or the perspective holds. So like, you know, just really stepping away from the fact that it's yeah. yours to bear, yours, yeah. yours to like hold. It's not, it's really not. Yeah, we're not responsible for for everyone in the in the space and it's yeah. just 
it's just a gift basically when I remember it's just it's just a gift I'm offering and that's it it's like I don't I'm not it doesn't matter how people receive it it doesn't matter it's it's not for me to try and gauge that you know because I suppose if you're really like an empathic creature like I am you can mm. start trying to see is this going to work is this going to work and there is an element of that because of you're looking for feedback yeah and it's it's like where do we go I never write a set list so I sing a song and I see how that touches people and where we go from there and then st- and I love that you know I don't know how to write a set list it's impossible never write a set list Imp- <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> to know what song wants to be sung until you're there but I don't know how to do it it's excruciating writing a set list <laughs> wow <laughs> I've had to do it sometimes with bands and stuff but I just like oh it's so difficult because no bands anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all my people I play with they, n- they know that they're fine with it as well they just like just have all the songs written down and we all just feel into it like we're d- we know which one wants yeah. to come and it's beautiful brave. If st- yeah if you start playing a song that doesn't want to be sung it's just like dragging it up a hill it's no fun <laughs> absolutely I love that that's so good <laughs> yeah yeah what are some of your favourite gigs been or like where you've played do you like more intimate situations I do. Um, yeah, I mean, it really helped me to do, um, to start really stripping it back and doing those house concerts. That really helped the deer <laughs> to like, <laughs> to feel like cotton walled it so it was so safe. 20 people in a room, 30 people, you know, no PA, just like really held space. And that helped me to like start opening my eyes and start getting over the shyness and seeing what was happening in the space and mm. being able to just chat to people in between songs and yeah but then I sort of got so used to that that um, I also really like doing bigger gigs as well there's a different power a different freedom less intense in a way it's actually really intense doing house concerts yeah people I've are just it's right like there. public speaking yeah. 10 people is more intense yeah than yeah or well, three people is like <laughs> awful <laughs> And then one, now we're back to one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play at Sofa Sounds? Did you hear about that? I have heard about Sofa Sounds. Yeah, they did a lot in London when I was there. And they're still going, I mean, they're international. Yeah. I don't know whether, they, whether it was here or abroad. Probably America, maybe. But yeah, they people used to rent out their living rooms for the evening. Yeah. And artists would come and play. Yeah. Just in people's front rooms. Yeah. It's so game changer yeah yeah just yeah. for the community the local yeah kind of energy that yeah amazing concept really yeah it's great something so simple yeah yeah it's great i've done the whole tours like that i did i did it 16 this is ridiculous i did 16 house concerts in 18 days once in holland it was insane how did you organize Com- that as a beautiful i played at this festival um you met 15 people <laughs> and I played the festival and this, this friend of mine said um, why don't you just announce that you're going to do some you want to do some house concerts and say there's a put it on the notice board if anyone wants to give you their email and then like the next day it was full of emails and then I started mapping it out and finding out I mean it's quite a job but it's beautiful my friend helped me and then we just and I wasn't going to do that many but then we'd, some people said maybe and then yes and then they all got filled <laughs> and then it was like wow it was crazy it was complete, and I was doing it for the water, so I was doing um, um, 
I took some water from the first place and then got to someone's house. So I'd arrive at people's house, have dinner with them, meet them, set up a little water water shrine with them, which is really sweet. And then everyone would come and then go to bed, have breakfast with them the next day, go to the train station, go to the next people, have dinner with them, set up the water shrine, pour the water from the last place into that. And then and then went, you know, just handed from house to house. It was, and then I had two days off, and then the two days off, I got really sick. <laughs> did, you, did you drink the water? And, then <laughs> <laughs> and I stayed at this beautiful woman's house. We've never met. She's a really good friend of mine now, you know. And and, and then carried yeah. on, and, and you meet. Yeah, it's such a lovely way to meet people. Yeah. And then I. Well, yeah. we were just talking about cycling, right? I yeah. Cycling from London to Istanbul. Stayed with people the whole way because it was so cold. Amazing. I didn't. I went to never do that. Uh, and it was like couch surfing, but for cyclists. There's a mm. website called Warm Showers. Mm. <laughs> the yeah. Different kind of warm showers. And <laughs> it was going from place to place, just years there. And you're so vulnerable because you're on a bike with all your stuff. Mm. Like you're clearly, you're clearly bike packing. Mm. And just very different remote parts of Europe. You mm. know? But yeah, just being in people's company. Yeah. Changes the way you perceive yeah. the world. Because yeah. we grow up with this very newspaper kind of narrative. Mm. And that was the biggest thing for traveling with me. It's like the world is not as crazy or as scary mm. as the newspapers suggest. All your parents suggest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. It's like a... Yeah, I love that. I love that when the middle middleman is cut aside and... You know, there's lots of, lots of that going on now, actually. I mean, it's mm -hmm. one blessing with the internet, I reckon. And the, there's, you know, just like the connectedness that can happen and just strangers, just what what, what they share with each other and like, like trading houses and all that sort of stuff yeah. people do. And it's just like, something really beautiful about that. Yeah, amazing. Do you have a mission in life? Do you have like a clear... Yeah, a mission in life. You have, do you plan ahead? Um, What's your, do, you, do you have a dream? What's I'm going to become an accountant, I think. Okay, yeah, works. Yeah. yeah. Take your guitar, though. A spiritual accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> Is that what you say when you don't want to talk about music? Uh, I tell people sometimes <laughs> I'm an accountant for fun, yeah. And then when they don't know me, they, they don't get the joke. And the next minute you're on stage singing... <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's it's nice to be moving more into. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time now, and I do wonder, like, you know, how much of me is just in my safe, like, place, and um, it's just so important to keep tuning into that relationship, actually, and making sure that I'm, you know, not just like doing the motions or whatever. Mm. And then at that point at the moment, I guess, it's not that I'm going to stop playing music ever, but it's just like, yeah, it's just so important to keep pushing myself and being brave. And and I'm more and more, like, drawn to, I've just done a holistic voice therapy training that I just finished. And um, that was just so fun because, like, the therapeutic side of music is, and the therapeutic side of life is something I've always been so passionate about and it's helped me so much, like, humanness and why we do the things we do and mm. um yeah so that feels like um 
I'm doing a lot of workshops this summer at festivals and things, and that feels amazing to just be supporting people in these in these places, you know. Because so many people come and tell me they long to sing or this and that, and it's like, it's just, um, it's been amazing just, just showing people what we can do with the voice, you know, just sounding and, and expression through that and getting away from the whole, like, singing a song. Because that, that's almost just the byproduct. Like, the song... I mean, the song is a mystical, magical thing. It's not that I want to let go of that, but there's just, it's really nice for me to be putting that down, you know, a bit like having the guitar with me is, becomes my safety blanket. It's just like, and then singing a song can be like that. You know, you can go down the same path singing the same song. and Your voice is really like warmed up in that way, but there's this whole world of, you know, of, of, ex of things to explore. So it's really important for me to do that and to just support, I just want to support, other people with that with just being yeah just yeah activating the voice yeah because i feel at some point and everyone can relate to this some point someone told you you can or you can't say yeah exactly and yeah. it's like well that's just not true yeah um so one thing i'm bringing here kate lister she um She's in a band and she does voice kind of therapy type stuff, but mm. workshop stuff. She works mm. with Tony. She worked with on the Hundred Human Experience mm. this weekend, and she holds a workshop on like voice activation. Mm. And she had us talking to trees, mm. not not using words, mm. and really like embodying the sound, mm. going around the room of a hundred people making a sound, and mm. then we all act, we all mim mim imitate it. And the difference after that mm. is so you can you can feel it in the air yeah. it's like everyone speaks just there's just a depth to their voice or like some sort of energy wrapped around how they speak yeah. after that workshop when everyone's been humming for 20 minutes in a in a in, a, in an on bath type yeah. you know like it's just it's something it's, it's vibration yeah. it's breath as well right <coughs> mm -hmm. how important the breath is when you sing because um, it changes and it's like a deepening of yeah. your, how deep you breathe totally and you have to, right? Totally. And yeah. like just I feel really feel for people, you know, someone you know, someone's fifty or whatever, sixty or doesn't matter, but just like, you know, they look at me with these eyes like, Oh, I got told to shut up when I was five and I never really sung, you know, I long to do it. And I was like, Let's go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's do it. You know, I just have such a passion to be like, You've got this you know, it's your most intimate sound in you our voices and like we've just mm. been so conditioned with this whole like yeah someone's a singer and someone's not and just can help people so much just humming you know even just inviting people to just Humming's hum a good one. Yeah. just like start it doesn't have to be anything but it's so good for our system it's like pouring spring water through us and such a such, such an intimate yeah relationship that we can have and it's not for anyone else it's just for us it's really helps us be healthy being in touch with our voice and, and yeah like learning the tones and i mean there's so much to it but mm. and sounding you know like sounding a difficulty that you're having you know we can get so into just like going in the mind and saying all the loops and it's like what does it sound like do that for 10 minutes like how do you you know how do you feel just sound for 10 minutes it transforms you it's just mm -hmm. inside us all the time and Absolutely. it's just like just so fun to show people that it's just really touching to see what happens mm -hmm. yeah i really feel the more i guess you'd call it inner work that you do the more i'm finding my voice mm. 
it's like the more that I see myself on camera or hear myself, mm -hmm. I it really just doesn't matter to me. Mm. It did at one point, but the more work I've done, like unraveling the beliefs I have or like the, ten the shadow sides of myself that mm. I don't want anyone to see, mm. the more I work on those things, the more I start to sing. Mm. And it just comes it c comes through and I witness it with people. I'm like, you're singing. Okay, you're doing a lot of good work. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just so you to start singing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, what are you noticing in terms of, because this country specifically, singing circles and, and having that a part of our culture mm. it's it's not really it's all been kind of been a part of religion mm. in a way which mm. people have thrown out with, mm. with the bathwater kind of situation mm. and people don't do it anymore i don't know what it's like in schools now but i sung the, the lord's prayer and we used to sing hymns mm. at easter and christmas and to be honest i've disregarded that but i'm so mm. glad that did happen but the, the, the context didn't really fulfill me. And I couldn't connect with it. I think that's mm. the biggest thing. You can't, I couldn't connect with the language, the words. or. Um, but you noticing that singing circles are kind of, you know, being, being is there things being done in a different way now, do you think? Do you think there's things emerging? Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's singing circles everywhere I go. In everywhere my, you go. In <laughs> my world. But then it's like, you yeah. know, of course we have our own little echo chambers. For sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, people, just people just love it, and they're just like the whole kirtan thing and singing circles are just everywhere. I think it's amazing, and yeah, I mean, apparently we used to be called the singing people in England. Someone told me because we just walked around the rest singing. <laughs> so, mm. nice. so like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's so it's so special seeing people just, um, yeah, just. I suppose a lot of people feel really safe in those environments to start exploring their, their voices in the context like what you were saying with ecstatic dance earlier, that thing of doing things yeah. totally alone and then what happens when you do it together. And the practice of like listening, that balance of listening to ourselves and listening to the people next to us, you know, just, yeah, it's like it's a muscle, isn't it, the voice? Mm. So I think um, that's what I told someone the other day, which actually felt really important to say to more people is that it's... Yeah, it's a muscle. So if you never, if you haven't sung for twenty years, and then you go, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be brave. It's probably not going to sound very nice because, or nice I'm to just you because, my mom. <laughs> right? Because you haven't sung yeah. for twenty years. It's just like if you suddenly wanted to sprint and you hadn't run for it. It's going to be like, yeah. it takes time to warm up. So then they go, see, I knew I was terrible, and then they don't sing for another twenty years. And it's like, no, we have to really like develop it. And so I suppose singing circles is just such a beautiful way for people to do that because they can be as quiet or as loud and explore that space together mm. and it's just there's like so much connection and mm -hmm. yeah yeah i just don't think we do enough in circles anymore yeah we lost that as well that it's yeah. like sometimes uncomfortable to be in a circle mm. and i love it because there's nowhere to look without something being mirrored back to you mm. like we live in a relationship and we can there's nowhere to like even with conversations or how you stand mm. it's almost saying bit about men how they stand there's a there's a difference between how women stand next to each other mm. if they don't if they're not familiar with each other than men. Mm. And in a circle, you stand, you be, and you know, everything's just there mm. to be witnessed. Mm. There's no looking away. Um, but yeah, yeah. Sing, singing in a circle. But then you just reminded me of, of. I mean, I do love. I'm getting to love singing circles more because You're I just creating your own shape now. I see the beauty <laughs> of them, but. Um, it's it's what, what I was thinking then was like, yeah, the cultures where 
and we would have done it here for sure when you'd be like washing clothes and singing together or going you have to go for a three mile walk to town so you sing mm -hmm. as you walk or you're like having to fix your clothes you're singing together that for me is like oh. when because even the singing circle thing is still like there's pressure in some ways of everyone like looking at each other and singing and yeah. you can, can you be can quite serious yeah, and, and actually that, that thing of, I mean, I'm just deeply part of this thing called the Children's Forest at the moment in Sussex where they're doing loads of tree planting with kids mm -hmm. and growing forests around the country and it's the level of embodiment and depth that they bring to it is amazing and everything has a song, every tree has a song, they're writing a song for us that we are. Um, and um, yeah, and I was just there at the weekend finishing the tending part of the course and we were we were making um nettle cordage you know like getting the nettles and taking these off and making and we were all just singing and it was like this i remember you know like then it's that for me feels like the fact that's actually good for me to remember that maybe i'm going to start doing singing circles where we're all like making something while we sing yeah because then that front part judgment blah looking at each other checking each other checking it's gone we're just the song just becomes the background for the work we're doing, and that feels like we would have done that a lot. Yeah, you know, we would have got through long winters doing that, and or like some songs you hear and you're like, "There's this African song my friend sings, but I can't remember how it goes particularly now." But I remember when I hear it, I'm like, I could walk over a whole mountain singing this song. Like the energy of that of togetherness of this song, you could just like walk for days without food and water. You know, like mm. this sort of the fact that the songs help us in yeah can, yeah that's good i'm inspired about that yeah send it me i'll, <laughs> I'll play it at the end of the podcast okay if it's a song out there yeah. okay i've been doing that on the sly just playing music at the mm. end shared one of your music your songs in june i think it was Did you? march oh. yeah um what other things are you involved in in terms of music or <laughs> forestry <laughs> like what Let's else do this again yeah yeah um it's quite intense this isn't it like <laughs> talking thing <laughs> oh my god i don't know anything this is gonna make know. this is gonna make all of your like big performances so much easier i don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> you can ask me questions <laughs> you should just take the rounds you can fire some back Okay. No, I just have to like. It's all right. It's just my inner deer. Just the deer. It's okay. It's the fine. Deer needs needs sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't remember what you asked. What did you ask? What any other things you're involved <coughs> in? Sorry. I'll talk for a bit. Sam Lee. Okay. Changed a few things for me. Mm. When I heard him saying, "Well, speak and sing and mm. do his folk thing," mm. uh, at Primal Gathering. Mm. And initially, it really, if it was triggered me, if that's the right word, um, but I heard it and I was like, really not sure about this mm -hmm. or how I feel. And then, because we were there for like, well, I was there for like 10 days, I got to know Sam, kind of connected with him, and then he left, and I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about him. Mm. And he has that effect on people, mm. I know. Um, but it was something around just speaking in a rhythm and a, very old energy because mm. he's done a lot of that. He's experienced a lot of that. Spent time with that, mm. and it was really beneficial to like something that I've just never considered for a long time. But it's like wow, yeah, deepens the experience of like like why we're here. 
and what we're a part of more than anything. What does speaking so? S- speaking no, his f- the singing folk song. His right. His, his folk songs. Folk, yeah. yeah, just the few that he shared. Yeah, and I know he does a lot. Um, but yeah, his music mm. and the way he speaks to it and mm. about it. Mm. It's like very like carrying that torch of yeah of olden days yeah and it's just beautiful i've never i've just never experienced it that yeah it's powerful yeah 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 i did i did a actually did a nice collective thing with him last year was it the year before it was a thing you could apply for as a musician okay um and I just, someone, a few people sent it to me and I was like, oh, I'll just go for it, you know. And then I got a place. There was only 10 people, 10 musicians in this, um, was it Hawkwood? Yeah, in, in, in Stroud. Mm-hmm. And it was connecting musicians more to environmental, you know, impact and carbon footprint and all these things. But then also just us being together. And it was it was really beautiful. And, and actually at the end of it, something I want to do more of is we five of us musicians at the end we we booked some dates together where we just had three days together where we just explored um songwriting and creative expression and just put up on this wall all these ideas that we had to do and just made our own retreat and it was so beautiful i wrote this song for my mum we had them out of a hat we wrote subjects and then we take a subject out of a hat and then we go off for an hour and see if we could write something bring it back and play it to each other and you know, and it was so inspiring because I really saw everyone had the inner critic. Like, I think every song that people sang, they started with, oh, this is just a silly thing. And everyone was amazing, you know, and just, and mm. it was just like, well, everyone has that, you know, like everybody has that inner critic going on and all the yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, just something about having these containers. I'd love to do that actually for for artists, you know, because there's, I'd love to hold workshops and, and retreats for people that want to explore from the beginning. Sure. But there's also something really about actually holding a space to nurture people that are doing it like for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. often it's a really lonely journey actually. So yeah, it just reminded me that I want to do that. Mm. And, that and that, it was so inspiring. Sam's just amazing. Known him for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's super inspiring. His this is his combination of bringing the nature in into the cities and yeah, it's an old soul, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I went down to it, it was before the nightingales, mm. but I went down to help out just on the build for a few days, mm. and now I'm doing a men's retreat there, mm. which is going to be pretty amazing, yeah. just because the, the land there is just it's incredible, but it's public. So I was yeah. like battling with this, hmm, or maybe that was the next step for me to be seen, mm. like in the woods with like members of the public coming mm. past and we're men around a fire. And I thought that might be quite nice thing to face if it, if it was completely transparent that that's what we were doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, interesting. Because we do this all alone in a way. We do this men's work and it's like all on our own and mm. our privacy but it's like we should be doing it in public parks. Like probably mm. it did happen that way. Mm. <laughs> Men just got together and hung out. Mm. And it didn't need to be this kind of intense, mm. serious privacy when we do it, do it in our containers and it's all safe. That's mm. great. Part of that, but maybe that's something else that can be understood through being seen doing it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I want to get Sam on the podcast. For sure. mm. 
I was going to say, I have an idea for you. <laughs> if mm. you ever worked with clay, I'm sure you have yeah. in your time. Not enough. Okay, so I just had a visual when you were talking about, talking about something then. But we did this workshop at, uh, in Devon last year where in the 100 Human Experience, where some lady came in, we all worked clay. It was something what you were saying around, we all have this kind of, it all comes through, given the permission and the environment. Mm. And everyone had about an hour to work, make something from clay. And clay is obviously so malleable. Mm. There's just no limits. And that took me by surprise. Mm. Like we, and the songs could come in then if you work with clay, Mm. like how we sing through what we express Mm. and how that just comes through in what we build. But I made something that represented like some sort of masculine feminine situation <laughs> with this clay. And then it went around the room and everyone, like someone created a bird. And the bird was um, representing the, the sign of hope on his granddad's, I'll say this without feeling, <sighs> on, his, on his granddad's was um, in World War Two, mm. uh, and in prison. I'm sure he was in prison. And it was this bird to represent like hope on the on the gates of the mm. prison, and it was like the mm. subtle things like it was so deep. Everyone was just going through this experience together and like creating these like virtually virtual images of like whatever they were going through at the time, and it allowed everyone just to speak through that of with what they were navigating or feeling. Mm. It was phenomenal. It's beautiful. It was really good. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Mm. Have an <laughs> idea. Red clay woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, we make. Yeah, they do it with the children's forest. They get all the kids to make uh, make all the different things that can go in the forest. So I did that a little bit recently. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. I mean, that is that is something I'm really passionate about at the moment. The children's forest. Something about it. It just touches that. Um, I come on honorary troubadour for the children's forest. That's what they call me, and I'm just like. That's like the best job description I've ever had, you know. <laughs> just sort of, you know, just weaving. It's 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 very similar to what you're saying about Sam in terms of it sounds like what you're touched by, just mm. that oldness and the people holding it are just these wise nature beings and there's so much wholesomeness and hope and positivity but the realness of what they're creating. For building whole communities. It's not just for the children, it's like you know, it's for seven generations, it's for all species. It's really like children of all species, and yeah, <coughs> I just love, I just love um, being connected to projects that I really care about, you know. And then if music can support that, then that's amazing. But just sort of like wanting to stretch myself in other ways as well, you know, to be because it's quite yeah, like I said, it's it can feel like I guess I'm meeting this place of like. Yeah, it's not lonely, but it's just like the one man band thing. You know, it's like I wanted freedom all my life, so I created so much freedom. That it's like <laughs> actually, actually, community is quite nice. You know, I'm more moving into that. Yeah, just wanting to be part of projects that I want to feed. And yeah, nice nature, basically connected to nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice way to end. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Released. <laughs> released. <laughs> <Yay>. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just like gallop out the door. The deer <laughs> can rest. The <laughs> so deer funny. can rest. Oh. It's such a beautiful image. <laughs> yeah, anything you want to speak to the end or anything you'll say, always inviting that. Like what are you excited about right now in, in life? But I think you've definitely touched I upon those I things. I think I said it. And <laughs> I think I said it all. I mean, I thought there's <laughs> nothing. No, it's okay. Where can people find you and learn more <coughs> about your music? Um, website, carrytree.co.uk. But mm-hmm. I suppose probably m- more Instagram mm-hmm. is is more current, actually. Instagram, yeah. Carrie you can Tree listen music. on Spotify, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, need to make a new album. Really need to make a new album. I have so many songs there. Yeah. Yeah, so... Beautiful. Mm. Great. Waiting patiently. Thank I love you. it. I love your music. It's Thank you. it's a uh, it's beautiful when I find something. Mm. Find someone that I c- connect with also like here for the music. And I'm like, can't wait to share this because music mm. is such a portal mm. to a time or a moment or even it might not be your moment, but it's someone else's but mm. it's it's like a touched upon it but for me it's like when i when i first heard that song or that song helped me through this mm. period of time i have this with nick mulvey as well and it just carries me and i mm. always go back there and mm. feel into that like process again mm. and i get that from your music mm. it's it's Thanks. phenomenal Thank so you. keep keep yeah keep showing up and being authentic and <laughs> it'll work out thank you <laughs> thanks chris great it's really nice to talk to you thank you awesome um. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a hug. <laughs> Unless you want to play another song. <laughs> I don't no. mind. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah. Good. Up to you. We never know when it's like. Um. Yes, I'll sing another song. Lovely. Let's <coughs> um, just what song? That's the thing. Hmm. We'll do no games then. This is a new song. I haven't recorded it yet. It's been around a little while, but I really need to record it. Well, I've half recorded it. (laughs) Whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, it's on its way. And it's probably better like over here. Otherwise, it sounds like boomy. Yeah, this is um, no games, and it's just um, it was written at this point of of really wanting to just make a commitment with myself to stop playing games, <laughs> and like you know, I don't mean like devious games, but just like all the subtleties of, of that we play with ourselves. Like, so we get to the point where it's so hard to even know what what I want or what I feel because there's so many pathways and conditioning, and it's like a maze, you know. It's just like God. Just how did it get so complicated <laughs> inside? So just sort of like realizing we just need to be, yeah, just practicing through the years, just honesty and what that means, you know, to just be really honest each time. And like, yeah, my friend was, my friend was joking, saying we have to call it radical honesty until it's just honesty. You know, it's like it's just honesty, but it feels so radical when it's about something. You know, just keep practicing, like. So yeah, so that's. That's what the song is about. 
it on my the river I used to live in uh, in Lewis, the River Ouse.
Miss Runstape, my love it runs deep, my love it runs deep, my love. And this runs deep, this love for you runs deep, this love for you runs deep, my love, this life. And this runs deep, this love for you runs deep, this love for you runs deep, my love, this life. And this runs deep, this love for you. Thanks for listening, people. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's the best way and zero cost way, actually, to support. In addition, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Leave up to a five-star review. This helps the podcast tremendously. If you have any questions or comments or people you'd love me to get on or topics you'd like me to cover, please say so in the comments section on YouTube. Please check out sponsors mentioned in the beginning, two brands who I wholeheartedly support. Walsall Sandals and XL Coffee for discount codes. Links are in the description. There's also a link in the description where you can subscribe to a monthly newsletter. You can also get involved by donating from as little as £6 per month over at Patreon. If you do so, you'll be invited on a monthly Zoom call where we'll deep dive into different topics in the month's episodes. If you want to share any episodes, please do so on Instagram. Tag me at the.chris.geisler and tag me in your stories so I can repost. Make sure you do that because... Instagram, once you repost something, doesn't actually allow the poster to share it. So you have to tag them. Thank you for your interest in questioning this life. Much love.